Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. and takes the lead but Mr Brightside's challenging Mr Brightside up to Alligator Blood Cascadian late Mr Brightside in front and Mr Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian the inevitable Zaki joined by Animo who looks destiny in the face at the 150 Animo takes the lead from Zaki Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck but it's Animo clear on Thunderstruck late Animo holding on Animo this time for the big A what a from Wicks down the middle, Kingswell Dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. Hello and welcome back to the Racing Previews podcast. We're very excited to be back after a little two-week hiatus. We're previewing, of course, Zipping Classic Day at Caulfield and Winterbottom Stakes Day over at Ascot. Week two of the Pinnacles over in the West. Just myself, Ben Coluzzi, and Will Alford on tonight. Nico will be back. He's assured me next Thursday night, so looking forward to that as well. But, Will, how are you doing, mate? Good. Nick, Nico's back when the, the big guest comes on. <laughs> a bit of incentive for him to make an appearance, but yeah, that's I'm it. good. Said, once, once, Hotchie, once Hutchie rocks up, uh, I'll be back uh, in, uh, in my 2IC chair. Let's rip yeah. straight into it. Uh, Zipping Classic Day at Caulfield. I put out a little something on Twitter just on my personal account during the week. For mine, it just doesn't quite hit the mark. I know the MRC are going to Caulfield with this meeting because wagering is higher and crowd attendance is obviously higher as well, but... It just doesn't feel right. Zipping won four Sandown Classics, which is now the Zipping Classic. You had Animo winning a Merce in Cooper. You had horses like Ring-a-Ding-Ding launching from the back and, and winning a Sandown Guineas. And then you all had horses like Yogi launching from the back and, and winning a Sandown Cup. It's just not the same for mine, but it is what it is. Do you have any thoughts on it or you don't really care? I think that it, it works at Sandown. I like having good races at Sandown, but... I'm still going to bet on it, and I don't. Does I like it? It's not a priority for me, but <laughs> yeah, but I, like it's it's cool having good races at Sandown. Like the the Blue Diamond this year was the last year at Sandown. That was really cool. Yeah, I think it was a Blue Diamond and Underwood. Um, yeah, I remember year. last year I went to Underwood Day at Sandown, and it was the day after the Grand Final, I believe, the traditional Sunday. Yeah, and I couldn't have been any more hungover after AFL Grand Final, but I still got there. Um, 
And it was awesome to have horses like Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood, all going head to head down the sand down, straight down the dip. And one thing I've just got to encourage everyone, I saw so much support from my tweet, people commenting, people liking, people sharing. Well, if you feel so strongly like me, then you've actually got to get out to the races at Sandium because it is a dying venue right now. Not enough people are getting to the races there, and that's why they are wanting to to take races away from there and potentially sell the joint. None of the MRC members want to actually sell Sandium, but we know it is such a valuable piece of land. So get out to the races there, bet up, and hopefully fill up. That's the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. Um, second part of information to, to start us off, Spotify wrapped pot. We uh, cycled some really good numbers today. Um, Jules was awarded the most listened to podcast. No, no real surprise there, given it was Caulfield, Guineas Day and Everest Day. But we know Jules Valance is a very popular man. So he was number one there. Uh, we had 315 people that have us as their number one pod, uh, podcast. We had 940 people that had us in their top five and a tick over 1300 who had us in their top 10. So awesome to see, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how people listen to it, but, but it's, it's lovely to see. And, and <laughs> thank you for everyone that listens, but hopefully we can back some winners. Yeah. Thank you very much for, for obviously following. Hopefully you can share it around to, to your, your friends a bit more. I think we had 60 to 70% of our current following came in 2023. So the growth of this podcast has been phenomenal. Yeah, it was like five hundred percent growth, wasn't it? Yeah, on on streams, which is yeah. insane. We had nine percent of all of our listeners started listening to us because of the Jules Valance episode uh, on Everest and Caulfield Guineas Day. So it was mm-hmm. quite cool, cool to see some of those analytics come through uh, this morning. Um, and yeah, I just want to say, people who be people who are Grinches about Spotify Wrapped, they can get in the bin. <laughs> Spotify is the number one streaming service for for music and podcasts in the world. And people obviously want to show off what they're listening to. So if you're one of those people that takes to social media to say, I'm sick of seeing all the people sharing their Spotify app, you can get on the bin, you can get in the bin. You're on par with people who say don't film at concerts. They can get in the bin as well. People obviously want to share their memories and uh, share their interests. So that's my little rant over. But the fire is back in the belly. We're ready to punt. Caulfield, uh, it was fence bias, obviously, two weeks ago. Rail goes out five this week. What are our thoughts around that? Uh, well, it was, um, you were saying it was on pace last time at Caulfield. I didn't really have any opinion on it, but. Um, I just I'm want just, to say. I'm just staying out of it. <laughs> I don't I thought there was a significant advantage to be inside lanes and some of my bets tonight will be reflective of that. Um, yeah. Daniel O'Sullivan shared a lot of data on Twitter and I love the man. I respect the man. But some of the things, like I just don't need data to tell me that the fence was or wasn't off. I can use my own eyes and make a judgment call by myself. That's what the great game is all about. It's all about opinions. And I believe there was a significant advantage to be inside. And I think a lot of jockeys and trainers agreed. And uh, even Richo, I think he walked the track before the first and he said, the inside's shorter. So it's obviously going to be faster and holding less moisture. So it is what it is. But rail five this week, we think it might play reasonably fair. There's a bit of rain around, so um, it could chop up the inside 
<clears throat> and that'd be pretty good if it does. Uh, there's meant to be like a 20, I think it's 20 kilometers southerly um, on Saturday and that, and out of the shoot, that can mean it's a little bit on pace. So there's only two races out of the shoot though. So um, yeah, um, so like the probably doesn't mean as much. The, the first and the last race are out of the shoot and the rest are over further. So uh, yeah, I, I, I have no real thoughts about track. I just bet. Yeah, just wait and see on the day, I guess. All right, we're going to start in race four. It is the Twilight Glow Stakes, over 1,400 metres. Miraval Rose, gee, a lot of punters backed her two weeks ago, and they were just done in a photo finish to the big bolter. She's $2 favourite from Extremely Reality on the backup, 550. Right to party, 850. Flying Fizz, $10. Bizzo, $10. And Lively, $10 as well. Yeah, the favourite is deserves to be favourite. She's just probably slightly short, but like you know, it's early market. She'll get back out. You would have thought. Um, and so is extremely rowdy. Who's uh, the ra- the race didn't go that well, but it was all in the section. It was running all over them late. So you can bonus him a little bit, but um, but yeah, I just thought the first two were just like that little bit too short, and there were a couple that were no, not for any real reason. I guess, but just just on ratings and and just like sectional markups, I thought Flying Fizz and Miss Rumbini were were quite interesting. They're both coming out of some lower class, like Sandown midweek and, and a Mornington maiden, but um, there were hints there that say they were they were pretty good. And um, yeah, like Mirabar Rose came out of a, a Kitan maiden, and extremely rowdy came out of a. A Pakenham cat came out of dead heating in a Pakenham maiden, so always at a sixty-four. Either way, lower class races on paper, and um, there there are hints there, and, and they, I think they can really sort of take the next step. And Damien Lane jumps on Miss Rubini; she's tiny, I think, it's a bit too big. And mm. Flying Fizz is just a sort of marginally too big. Just yeah, so no no real reasons, just just be big, big. I think. Yeah. I really wanted to find number one extremely rowdy on first look. Um, I thought her last. Win last week was outstanding, and you know her sectionals were really good. But you just look to when she did face Miraval Rose, and I know it was only eleven hundred meters, but she just smacked her up. Um, Miraval Rose actually towers over this horse. She's by Grunt, and mm. extremely reality is this little pocket. Extreme pocket. So, choice. Who was tiny himself? Yeah, correct. So you know sometimes those smaller horses can be suited with their short action to rain affected going. I don't. I'm not sure how where it is going to be but i just kept coming back to the favorite i do want to get better than two dollars here but i don't think two uh, i don't think 1400 meters is going to slow her up and in terms of the map she just gets the absolute grouse run with uh geordie childs up on board it'll be come and get me if you can draws barrier four will go somewhere near the lead uh, i don't think she wants it wet wet so that's that's probably one thing to to monitor um but yeah, even money's probably a bit short right now, but I think I could be betting if we get sort of $2.30, $2.40. I know she couldn't get past the big bolter last start in, what's her name? Pretty uh, brazen style, not pretty brazen. Um, but yet again, with that fence bias, I know she was up an outside lead, but she was sort of four, five, six off the fence coming in to the straight. And I think that's a fair part of the reason why she just couldn't get there. Um, yeah, if she runs 1,400 metres, she does look the winner. Oh, she and will. she's only got 56 kilos. Extremely yes. Reality is probably 
not a better horse than her at this stage, and she's got to carry the penalty for for the win last week. So that's one small thing to to take into consideration. It's probably not a big if, factor, but yeah. If yeah, like she's she's by grunt, she'll run forward in the section. Will say she'll run forward in, um, yeah. and she gets the map advantage. She gets a soft lead, um, especially over the the main danger. She'll probably be back and buried. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like two fifty, two fifty. I probably bet to be honest, but. As I said, I wanted to find Extremely Rowdy so badly because last start I was just so taken away and Peter Galagotis has a massive opinion of her. But I can just see her getting back to the last on the fence and just in the run just going, why have I done this to myself? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's an back interesting run. Because <laughs> that's right. where we'll be. Let's move on to race five. It is the Eclipse Stakes. And uh, because the Kilmore Cup was abandoned, we see this field uh, really juiced up a lot. Uh, number three, Ain't No Deal Done, is the $3.10 favourite. He's flying, won his last three. Just Folk has been the best back runner into three eighty. Keats, the stable mate, five fifty. Let's roll the dice, seven fifty. Junipal, $8.00. Sir Lucan, $10.00. One thing I will just say off the top bot before you go, I wouldn't be betting into this market just yet because I, I still think there is a fair chance that Gavin Bedgegood splits Just Folk and Keats. Um, he has been on record before saying he doesn't want to run the horses against each other. So, Where would either of them go other than this? I'm not 100% sure, but a horse like Keats, there are just so many options for him because mm, probably, yeah. what is he? He's in the like the high 90 sort of ratings. He can run in a benchmark. You know what I mean? Like There's just yeah. so many options for a horse like that. He can run in a listed He goes well fresh too. Benchmark so 100. That'll... Yeah, mm. he's, he's just a bit of a war horse, so it doesn't really bother him. So it'll be interesting what, what happens here. Yeah, well, I hope they don't scratch him because I was hoping on backing him. Um, he'll be forward. The favourite Ain't No Deal Done has been super consistent. It's, well, n- not necessarily consistent because it, it's been on an upward trajectory. It's it's this preparation. It, it's a horse that's had issues. It, would, it missed about 500 days at the start of its career. And this preparation has come back better than it's ever been and it's just spiraling so does f definitely deserves to be favored but it's a bit short especially with the map it's going to get a uh, probably gonna have to be last and keats i think is going to roll along and yeah i, I want to back keats i think it's a four dollar chance and um the only one I, the other one i want to back is swords drawn who's i think a little bit underrated like it's got form through spirit ridge last prep um, third up, and like just the just the ratings. Like it, yes, it's a, a twenty five hundred meter horse. I guess it's a boring stayer, but it's it's not far off these horses, and it's running races, run ratings that have it. You know, like it's, it's just it's just too big. I think like seventeens, they'll probably be a bit, bit bit bigger on the day. It was it was good first up. It was like two hundred to one, but. It's held up on the inside and it never really got a crack at them. So go and gets Daniel Stackhouse on. So, so um, yeah, like, I, I, you know, it's just slightly big and I'll probably probably just have something small on it. Yeah. Do you think Sir Lucan has the speed in his legs to keep Keats honest over 1,800 metres or probably not? Yeah. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd want him. But, um, but, yeah, I just think Keats is just completely set to... I think I think Keats is best on a slightly soft track and and kept fresh. That's where he mm-hmm. runs his best races and this sort of extended. Not he's 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 sometimes I think he finds the mile a little bit sharp for him, 
Yeah, it's a great trip for him. And yeah. um, but yeah, eighteen hundred meters, I think he's just like the perfect scenario for him. So, um, I hope he runs, but um, but I I, I get I get why he would Gav would keep just folk in because like he's on the backup and he gets the wet track. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think it, 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 sometimes it's just not that simple. Like he gets a backup and he gets his wet track, but um, I have him a bit bigger than market. Uh, but I, I definitely think he's a he's a good winning chance, and he, he deserves to be in the sort of first few in the, the market. But but he hasn't been to to his his like best best in almost a year. So um, mm. so yeah, I'll, is eighteen hundred meters a, a little bit of a question mark for Just Folk as well? No, no, no. His best runs are in over eighteen hundred meters. He got beaten a length and a half by Cascadian in a in a race at Randwick over eighteen hundred meters. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Mm. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think I think ain't no deal done. He's definitely hard to beat. He's going to stand them a start, and he doesn't want a soft track. I don't think so. If this is like a soft six, and I'm probably not going to back him. Um, but obviously, his form around forgot you reads really good. Um, he did a really outstanding job to to come from near last at the valley last start when Red Sun Sensation was just running these really slow sectionals up at, up on top of the pace, and he still got the job done. Before that, he beat Forgot You again, as I mentioned. Um, he had a little foot abscess two weeks ago, so Camper saying that's all good now. He's well weighted with fifty five and a half kilos. I just don't think he wants the rain, and as you said, obviously the map is a bit awkward with it, and with horses like Keats and Sir Lucan, he could be chasing from a long way out and, and making this long sustained run. So I yeah. don't think I'm going to bet in the race just yet. It'll be sort of want to wait and see what Gav does with his, with uh, his pair. Yeah. Like if he's like, that's a good point. Like if he's eight off them at the 800 ish and he's, he's well, like I think it's 37 or something days between runs, something like that. Um, 35 days between runs. So like, it, and he's had the foot abscess yet. Like, it, it's still like they're they're good trainers, but they're they're not like he's still it's it's not ideal, I guess. So, mm. um, making it a real test for him and, and making him come from all the way back in the field, I guess it, it's yeah, it's tricky for him, hundred percent. Any word on let's roll the dice? Obviously, got the PR last up, but still beat a good one in Dunkel, and uh, obviously Juniper as well. Yeah, PR, and he probably has to go back here. So, like. I don't. He, I, he, I don't think he's. He's a chance, but like I, I don't like him at all. He's probably way too short. And what price is he? Uh, I think he's about seven. Yeah, seven fifty. Like and Juniper is probably similar. He's off, he's off a last start win as well, but he might need even wetter to be beating these. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. Race six: The Kevin Heffernan Stakes. And uh, lots of people are circling this as their best bet. It's over fourteen hundred meters. Valana two dollars twenty five. Does seem a bit skinny from Unusual Culture five fifty, The Inferno six dollars, King Magnus six dollars, Crosshaven last year's winner nine dollars fifty, and you're up to Pashiro, the uh, big price last start winner on Cup Days fourteen dollars. Thoughts on this race? Uh, favorite is just going at his best. He win this and probably be a even my uh, like odds on chance, but he's not. Um. He's, you might like, some people might say, well, he, he gets the wet track and that's where his best form is on. But 
like his equal peak is on a, a good four. So um, was that in the Hunter? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I just yeah, like it's it's just it just feels really icky to me. Mm. Like he was fine last time, but he has to be favourite. But and there's probably nothing really you want to back to beat him in this race. So you either I think like you either lay him or you you just leave the race, and I'm just gonna just gonna leave it. Yeah, I was half interested in the Inferno for a second, but then I thought, no. Nah. I've got to say something about the Inferno. I love Cliff Brown, but this horse has just turned into a bludger for mine. He just gets back. I know he can run sectionals, but he just never in a races. Yeah, well, that's just that's just like how he's just, uh, all all get back run on horses are like this. If, if if they showed any intent, I'm sure he'd win some races. But he's probably not fast enough, and yeah, it's just a it's a bit like Cascadian. Hmm. I don't think you can compare him to Cascadian, but yeah. <laughs> well, he's run some ratings that are... Anyway. Yeah. Um, I've got to apologize to my subscribers. Well, you can blame Bluebat because um, <laughs> there was there was $3.20 out there and um, I managed to get it. And as soon as I got it, they, they took the market down like... <laughs> It's just the biggest joke. But anyway, I'm not going to rant and rave. Um, I would have tipped him all into everyone at $3.20, but the price didn't last, so I haven't been able to do that. He's currently $2.25. I feel like you're going to get a lot better on the day. You've seen so many bookies at the moment are just holding these favourites so short in the market. And and once the market percentage comes down, they, they drift back out. But I agree with you. I think he isn't going as well as he could be or at his best for sure. I do think this is D-Day and I do think he hasn't had enough real luck in his last two starts. Two back, he was sort of four wide, no cover the the whole way. I know they didn't go that fast, but still, he's still boxed on a right. He was only beaten a length there. Then last start, like this is probably the most bizarre horse ever to carry top weight in a Rupert Clark. There wasn't a natural top weight in the Rupert Clark and he had his momentum halted. He was beaten three and a half. He ran midfield. Um, look, it was just a run, but I still feel like he was unlucky. He goes from Damien Oliver to Jamie Carr. He draws really well on barrier five. And if he just gets a little bit of rain, soft five, that will just be perfect for him. But I do agree it is D-Day. Important start. He's three starts, two wins, and a second on soft ground, and th- four starts, three wins on heavy ground. So he's striking at 71% on all rain-affected tracks. So I-, I know his peak does come on a good track, but it de- definitely won't hurt his chances if he gets it soft. Um, unusual cold strike. Couldn't really back her. She was just okay over 1,200. Um, King Magnus, he had a bruised heel, and he missed his hometown cup, Cranbourne Cup, so that's alarm bells. Uh, and if anything, I think Crosshaven is probably the saver. Won the race last year. Um, he's going to jump near the lead this time around. He's about 10 bucks. Yeah. It's a gross race. <laughs> I like that race normally, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's move on to race seven. It is the Sandown Guineas one. run at Caulfield. Ugh. But over 1,600 metres, and the top weight and class runner is number one, Arkansas Kid. $2.30 from Mo down $4. Power of the Brave, $6. Vivier, $6.50. He's been well back from the all-in markets. On your way out to Mauricio, $15. Longer the rest. God. Oh, this is just disgusting. And what do you do with this? Um, Arkansas kid gets control of the race, but like 
he ran like what third or fourth in the Cornwall, uh, third or fourth in the Cornwall. But I reckon it's the worst Cornwall of all time, and I think the form will not stand up at all. And I think they are awful. Like he, he ran fourth in the Cornwall, beaten two point five. Next start he got beaten two point three by a horse coming out of a, um, I think it was a, it was a, a Bendigo maiden. So, yeah, um, there's just the form is just awful and um 2.3 just i wish i could lay these early prices but what what has better form than him in the race well nothing but i don't want to take 230 <laughs> yeah like there's nothing to beat him but he just can't be 230 yeah in this. i think he'll like, probably get a, out a bit he 100 percent he'll start like three dollars i think but yeah takumwa is like the slightly the, the, the smallest bit interesting but um yeah, just not for me this race. I just maybe maybe Vivier, but yeah, but she's probably going to go back as well and, and just yeah, I just just leave it like the, just do something else. Have lunch. What's the time? What time is this race? Um, three forty. Have have a late lunch. Or something. I don't <laughs> know. Just don't bet in this. You know what? Don't listen to bot. Back Arkansas kid. We'll <laughs> no, get a better price. Don't. This horse is a 92 Raider, and he gets in at set weights against these horses. They all carry 57 to 55 kilos, depending on if they are male or female. He's got 24 rating points on the next best horse. And That's he's opportunity set... cost. Though. That's not their fault. I, I understand that, but I think he's just got panels on him. Um, as I said off the top, I thought the track two weeks ago was heavily biased towards the inside, and he still closed off in, in a good sectionals, sort of around the fastest four to two of the race and then peaked on his run really ever so slightly in the final 200 metres and he made his run in the wide ground where no horses really made that much ground up all day or no horses really won besides the uh, the Rupert Clark itself when Magic Time came off a really fast tempo. But oh, Ollie also slaughtered him in that race. He jumped out well. He dragged him back to sort of third last he just have way too much work to do. I think he'll run a strong 1,600 metres. Do you reckon? And he, I don't know if he will. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Like, Do you reckon he'll run a mile? He just seems like a sprinter to me. I know the, the breeding probably says sprinter, but I don't think they're going to go that hard here. I thought he ran a strong yeah, 1,400 sure. metres last start. I think he's going to find probably the 1-1 or the box seat, and he goes Damien Oliver to Mark Zara. Like, it, it's a great jockey upgrade. And if we get $2.80 on the day, then I, I just think he's a great bet. Mm. Could be. Yeah, this, right. this second horse is coming out of the second favourite, isn't it? Power of the Brave. It's coming out of a 64 Oric farm. Yeah, and it got beat. Now, nah, Mow Down is the second favourite. Mm. Even that thing, like that that race at Flemington didn't, didn't go that great either. Nah. Schwartz just walked in front, got it all his own way, and just ran away. Mm. Well, not walked. He, he ran even sectionals, but yeah, the rating's not not fantastic. I, I think Arkansas Kid, the class horse, can win that race. All right, let's move on to the feature race. It is the Group 2 Zipping Classic, weight for age over 2,400 metres. And this is very interesting because last year's winner and the top weight, Vian Declare, is $4.60 favourite on tab, but that's as short as he is. He's as big as $6 elsewhere. Muramasa is equal favourite, $4.60. Duke Decessor, $5. Deny Knowledge, $5. Banker's Choice, nine fifty. Uh, and military mission ten dollars. But firstly, the map. 
what are our thoughts on that? We know there there is a bit of good speed here with deny knowledge and military mission, even serpentine. Yeah, they'll all go forward. Um, I don't know if deny knowledge will want to go as hard as she's been going. Like she'll just want to lead it. She won't want to lead by five. Um, well, she didn't do that last time, I don't think. But um, anyway, uh, I think Mirror Master gets the PR, don't, doesn't it? Like it, it'll get. Mm, yeah, I, I I don't know this this race is I, this is I guess I don't have it like a, I don't have a best bet, but I think the best bet on the day is to just back Miramasa and Banker's Choice because yeah. um yeah I I really really like both of them. Miramasa mm. put three lengths going away on Duke Decessor and like accelerated through a gap that he he Duke Decessor was going to take, but Miramasa took because he was just faster, going better. <laughs> yeah. And and he gets the perfect run. He could he could just like get the one one or three back one off. Duke Decessa's favourite some joints, and um, I guess some people are leaning on like overseas form, and may, maybe that it might be a wet track. I guess maybe that's what they're thinking because his best form is on wet tracks, which is fair enough. But he put three lengths on him. He gets like it's a two and a half kilo weight swing, but it, it'd want to be no <laughs> so. I think there are two pen jobs here. I think you just put a line straight through Duke Decessor. He won't be turning the tables on Muramasa. And deny knowledge, they're both $5. Yeah. They're both taking up a lot of market percentage, and I don't think either can win. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I've got like deny knowledge like 13 to 1. I don't think she's wow. – she's just like – she's not that good, is she? She's to, in this field and, and 2,400. I don't think she's – she'll probably want to rip along, but I don't think she'll run a strong mile and a half. No, neither do I. And she she won that day at Geelong over twenty two hundred meters going fast, but that was that was the weakest race of all time. Yeah, I beat a cunt bunch of um sixty four fillies. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it came out that came, that came out wrong. <laughs> um anyway, yeah. Sorry, so man. Bankers Bankers Choice, it's by Mongolian Khan. I can't just it's peak trainer here. So every, every time it gets to two thousand meters or onto testing ground, it runs to its its peak. And it's been it's never been past twenty two hundred meters in its life. So, like the the fact this horse has never been to twenty four hundred meters is just ridiculous. And um, I think it's perfect. I think like, it beat it, it belted a tissue in the Ballarat Cup last year. Yeah, yeah, I like, agree. Um, that yeah. was that was actually fifth up last like this time last year. Smashed a tissue. We've seen what a tissue's come out and done this spring. She won a, a champion stakes. Now fifth up again, gets Johnny Allen, who is a great rider of stays, draws barrier six and potentially gets a bit of cut out of the track. Um, we've backed her all in at $26 at the sixth day. So make sure you download the app on the app store, message I'll us on that. Instagram, sign up. That's the plug out of the way. Hashtag spawn. Um, I think Vion Declare, $6, you could definitely have a saver on. He came out of the Melbourne Cup last year and won this race. And his run of the Easy Cup on. this year was outstanding. He ran sort of ninth but he was one of the only on speed runners who, who didn't completely fade away but i'm seeing the race exactly the same as you i'm, I'm gonna have a good bet on more on the day i've already backed banker's choice at 26 dollars, and i'll probably just have a small saver on there on declare to get the stake back mm. this it, 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 like I, I could back so many horses here because i've got deny knowledge 13 to 1 and i've got to assess a 10 to 1 so i could i could also back shock him over if he gets out on the day just small i could i've got Val declare five ninety, so I don't know. I probably won't back him. He probably won't. He, 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 I don't think he gets bigger than sixes. Probably not. Mm-hmm. And 
Miramasa probably jumps like fives or I'm half tempted to take the four sixty five now and maybe just I don't think I don't bet think, again on the day. I feel like he does start four dollars, starts like a clear fave. I think he could, but I don't know. Any thoughts military mission? Source was a uh, oh. really good two back and ran okay in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, he's a he's thereabouts, but I I wouldn't want to back in the win. Yeah, fair enough. All right, shall we move on? Yes, we shall. To the Summon Stakes over sixteen hundred meters. This one is for the girls, I believe. Revolutionary Miss on the backup two dollar eighty favorite from Thalassophile gets D lane gets the blinkers on. Wollumbai six dollars. Pickaroon. $9, Lady Jones, $11, and Kind Gesture, $12. What are your thoughts on this race, mate? Well, I don't think um, the favourite who is revolutionary misses any better than Thalassophile, and one's getting real short, and the other one's $5. And Like, if I get $5.50, I'm, I'm pushing the button on Thalassophile. Um, and the other one I've want to back to is kind gesture but the map map's negative but if they if they go forward i think it's a great chance but i, I just don't think they will um the section was first up were huge and it's got overseas figures that are strong uh the other ones were lumbi but it, the horse has got gate speed but they never use it so i'm kind of shit scared if they if they use the gate speed and it sits um sits in the box seat with jamie Carr going on it could run a race because it's it's been screaming home from the back of the field in some strong sectionals, but um, but yeah, I, like Thalassophile, I, I don't, I really do not think there's much between Revolutionary Miss and Thalassophile at all, and Thalassophile gets the blinkers on for the for, for first time, and Chris Waller deep into a preparation is, I just love finding it sometimes, and and drawn in with Damian Lane on, um, uh. Yeah, like middle middle gate, it'll be, be it'll be thereabouts. It won't be too far away, and yeah, plenty of ticks. A, yeah, well, it's, it's like a. It, I I want better, but I I won't bet at five dollars, but um, it's a bit shorter than that, I think. Yeah, five fifty six. You might have a bet. Yeah. Um, one horse I think we can just have a, a small shekel each way on in this race is number two Zenzella. Um, look, she might have no chance no, you here. Can't. Awful horse. <laughs> come on. Come Keep on. going. Um, this horse, like, it just jumps off the page for me at 60 to 1. Kirimar Davis uses Mark mm. Zara. She won a fast run wakeful this time around last year. I know the ratings might not be anything flash, but I did back her in an Oaks this time around last year. I don't think she came up last preparation. Um, her jump outs have been outstanding, and she's just going to map for the perfect mm. run here from Barrier 4. Probably not well in at the weights, 59 kilos. But I'm just trusting the camp that they've got her fit enough to, to run a good race here. And I just wouldn't be surprised if she ran top three or four. So I've had a small... It's Zara on. That's a bit of a push, isn't it? Exactly. I, I just don't think she can start the price she's going to... Like, she's drifting out to at the moment. Would, um, but still, it's not... It's, I, found, it's not. I found it hard to split one and three. Revolutionary Miss and Thalassophile. I thought Revolutionary Miss was a was a big miss by us last week in terms of not backing her when she ran her round at $6 coming up against Kazu, who was, you know, winning benchmark 78s. How'd that jump odds on? It jumped odds on, I know. And, and Revolutionary Miss was obviously the, the class runner. I know she hasn't been a noted winner, but they have taught her to settle more on speed, which is going to be very important here from Barry Tanner. I would have thought if Mickey D can get her up into the 1-1, the which is where punning form maps have her, 
then she's hard to hold out. But Thalassophile, she comes back from 2,000 meters. She's going to be peak fitness. She goes Karen McAvoy to D lane, which is a monstrous JC, and gets blinkers first time. So I'm finding it hard to split them. Maybe you're right. There's not much between them, and you just go the, the better odds with Thalassophile. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's move on to the last. The Doveton Stakes over 1,200 metres. Gennady screeched home last start. $4.20 favourite from Jigsaw, $5.50. Showmanship, $9. Prowling, uh, seen some good support, $9. Lord of Sion, very interesting top weight here, $9.50. Import, Lombardo, $10. Cardigan Queen, $12. And you're out to Garena, $13. Tricky end. This is like, this is an awesome betting race because... The top of the market here, there's some horses that are have been performed in much better races and have races that are ratings that would destroy this field. But from what we've seen recently, they're completely gone. Jigsaw is one of them. Showmanship's off like 500 days. Uh, Gravina is racing awfully. Who else? Lombardo's had the biggest PR of all time. It's a Grumman winner, but hasn't been near it for the best part of two years. There's a Japanese horse that's like I've got no idea about. Um, and uh, extremely lucky who is, I don't even know what that horse is. So that's like half the field and they take up the sort of first. <laughs> if, you, if you can't tell, Ben's backed it a couple of times. Because yeah. <laughs> I thought it had talent and it doesn't. Well, it does, but it just hasn't been showing it for the last yeah. however long since since it was racing in Adelaide. Anyway, um, so that's like the front half of the market. And it's really easy to just... Like you could you, like you could make some of these horses... You could make Jigsaw 15 or 1 off, off its recent oh, yeah. form. You can get rid of 40% of the market here. You can get rid yeah. of Jigsaw. It's got none, 550. Showmanship is off 300 days and it's had all these weird jump outs spread across the whole year, which says the horse is not right. Mm. Um, Lord of Sion, I don't know if you can get rid of it fully, but I'd you lean against... You probably can't, but I don't want to back it. <laughs> no, exactly. Carries the 60 first up, even though the jump outs have been all right. Lombardo, pen job. Mm. I thought Lombardo was going all right before last time, but I would have liked him to do a little bit more. Anyway, so the, my point is, I'm backing Aradonte at hundreds or... Not anymore, but well, there's been a couple Take of scratchings. It. But um, it's like it's raining first up last prep behind out, Outback Action has it in the race. Um, yeah, like it, it has it like a 21 sort of 17 or one sort of shot. And Prowling's the other one who was sectional. Like it, people say... Like there was a there was a bias to the in the shoot last time that it's non negotiable because there was a wind. Um, that that's not the track's fault. Some people like bag on the track, but the, the the core field out of the shoot last time there was an advantage to be forward because of the wind. There was a strong southerly, and that and that forces it to be to tailwind in the straight effectively. So, um, prowling ran some really strong sectionals and has ratings to put it in this, this field. Like it's almost beat. It's our time. Um, yeah. I, I, like if it runs its rating, it's, it's thereabouts. And, and Gennady's just sort of there. I don't know. I'm, I'm in an R-ing. 
Um, I've backed I backed Prowling already, and I backed Aradonte as well. And I want to back Gennady, but on the day, hmm. um, I reckon you probably get better. But like at the same time, what what does the market do in this race? I've got no idea. But if I get like four eighty plus Gennady, I'm I'm probably just betting because yeah. I I, feel- I I reckon they'll sit. I reckon they'll go forward. Gennady, Jamie Carr, the horse yeah. the horse can be forward. They just haven't. Um, and the big section was last time, but I reckon if they go forward, which I, I hope they do, if I back it, um, I think it, yeah, the price now is probably exactly right, I think, but um, yeah. if it gets out, I'd, I'd think about it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit annoyed at myself that I didn't take $4.60 because I'm not sure if we're going to get it anymore, Gennady. Uh, last not. start, she split Rose Courts and she dances. And as I said, I was seat 1A, in the club that was saying the fence was definitely a big advantage and it swung, you know, in in the wider lanes and it's run huge. It's run its last 600 metres, some nine lengths above the all-average benchmark, run the fastest last uh, 200 of the race and did it all sort of in lane five, lane six in the straight. So I thought the run was enormous and given you can get rid of horses like Jigsaw and Showmanship who are well on the market, I think there is a chance she starts with a three. I hope I'm wrong so I can, you know, get better odds in the day. But she also goes Karen McAvoy to Jamie Carr. That is a positive for mine. So clearly on top for mine. Um, I agree with your prowling. Don't really have too much more to say. I could also have something on it. And I just don't want to be completely against Gravina because I know he's not going that well right now. But gear change, bit lifter first time. So I'm thinking he might have actually just choked down a little bit this preparation you don't really want to go making excuses for horses that are getting beat five and six lengths but he does come out of the hunter which is a much much stronger race than this and he does have good core field 1200 meter form around um you know some, some decent horses so it's probably one i just want to forgive i can see him getting the absolute suck run with mickey d 54 and a half kilos but Gennady is on top for sure in the last Sweet. All right. What do you want to do? Do you want to quickly go to, to Perth? Yeah, sure. And talk just the winner bottom. Um, I've got one bet that I'm I'm happy to dish out for the punters. Well, it's generous uh, of you. Yeah, well I was I was gonna keep it to just the subs, but hopefully they're they're all on at the price anyway. So Ascot, normal time, normal starting time this week. No thirty-eight degrees or whatever. I think it's back to twenty-seven. The rail goes out eight metres. Have you been watching the races at all, mate? Have you been looking no. at any patterns? No, no, I have not. <laughs> all right. Well, I think I think it's been playing reasonably fair. Um, usually with Ascot, or not always, but you probably want to default on speed. And then towards the end of the day, when that Fremantle doctor, the famous Fremantle doctor comes in, it can actually favour horses slingshotting from the back of the field, we saw Paul Ailey win the winter bottom doing the exact same thing last year. Kilsen all four cheeks came from a long way back and just got narrowly nosed out. But the first of my bets comes up in race seven. Quickly read out the market. It is the Lestier Stakes listed 1,400 metres. Augment is $2.90 favourite from Storm Chaser 390. Investment strategy 460, generosity 850, and Miss Rockjoy $11. They seem the only chances. Very, very keen on the top eight here, investment strategy. Um, I think he's one of the best $5 bets I've seen in probably the last few months. I want to say this year. Um, 
This horse went around second favorite last week in the WA Guineas. He was really, really well back, sort of from $9 into $7 at the death. We know Super Smink started odds on and she just didn't quite see out the mile. Um, and the stable mate zip away was a bit too good. But this horse just didn't see out the mile himself. He was still only beaten two lengths. And if you look to the start prior, he actually beat Zipaway and a lot of good men. Fair and square, really. Um, he sat on a, a decent tempo two back. He's 1,400 metres. So that's the big key. He goes from 1,600 metres, drops back to 1,400 metres on the back up here. And his distance stats at, at uh, Ascot are four starts for two wins, a second, and a third. There are no other speed influences in this race. So he's going to lead on his ear from barrier five. And if you go look at the gear changes, he gets the bar plates off his hind legs for the first time. So bar plates were on last week. That obviously means his feet weren't exactly right. He gets them off and somehow we get $5, $5 when he was $7 last week. And he could be going even better on the back up here, back to a more suitable distance. And in a weaker race at 1400 meters, I'm really, really keen. Um, I think Augment is a big, big query to run for, uh, 1,400 metres. She was sort of stopping last start at 1,200 metres. Um, she's kept really safe here, obviously, because she's trained by Simon Miller and she has a big SP profile. And obviously, Ripcord was the winner, who is $6.50 in a winner bottom. But we'll get to that race soon. I, I just think it's junk. Um, and then the other, the danger is probably Storm Chaser. It hasn't run past 1,200 metres, but you would suggest that it will run 1,400 metres just the way it finishes off its race, isn't it? It looks a talent, but investment strategy clearly on top, probably save Storm Chaser. Um, Generosity and Miss Rockjoy are the two fillies. They do have a lot of talent, but they draw 11 and 10, and they're probably going to be given investment strategy six lengths in the run. So very keen on the top weight there. I think he's an outstanding bet at $5. Hectic. All right, let's move on to race nine, the winner bottom stakes, 1,200 metres, wait for age. Number one, overpass, $3 from Triple Miss Missile, $6.50. Ripcord, $6.50. Oscars Fortune, $8.50. Hot Set, $11. Snowdome, $13. Red Can Man is $16, the old boy. But you need to give my voice a, a quick break here. You got any thoughts or maybe yeah, a sure. quick map? Um, I don't know about a map, but surely overpass goes forward, doesn't he? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I've got no idea. Sorry, I can't. Do, I can't do a map for you. Um, all I know is Overpass is coming off much, much better form than these. And if he runs the rating he did in the Doobin Ten Thousand, he is a deep odds on or odds on shot. So, mm. um, yeah, you're betting on if he's going to do it, I guess. But he, he was poor in the Everest and it was a slowly, Everest standard, it was slowly run. He was quite bad, to be honest. Um, but his, if he runs to his best, he is just going to win this. Yeah. Pretty simple. Um, but if he doesn't, then it's open. I guess, that's, that's horse racing. But um, you're <laughs> betting on, like it's two to one, $3, they're betting. I've seen. Bloodbrokes. Good on them. That's, that's good. They haven't an opinion. But I think there's, I think there's three twenty around as well. Three twenty. Well, whoever's whoever's betting three twenty overpass, um, God, I have got absolutely no idea, to be honest, about um, WA racing. But that is a good bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so you've got Oscar's Fortune, who is the three-year-old with a bit of pace. It's drawn 13. Who? Oscar's Fortune. <laughs> exactly. Um, overpass, I actually think Barry 11 is really good for him. And oh, Bjorn Baker perfect. sort of agrees. He can just sort of take his time, come across. He either leads or sits over soul or... You know, he'll be somewhere thereabouts on the speed. Um, Bjorn Baker actually said he was a bit down after the Everest for a few days. He just wasn't himself. Um, and if you see the videos of him having a sound roll today, I think... <laughs> Sorry. I know, that, I know you're going to That's a massive that. narrative. I know, I know that's narrative. But you always, like, you always like to see little things like that, right? And... Yeah. I, th- I think he has bounced out of the Everest well, and I think he's the best bet of the day. You can get $3.20 on Bet365. I don't know how they're serving up that. Um, he obviously, he's already won here. He won a clocker, which was oh yeah, that's right. a much stronger race than this. He beat um, Amelia's Jewel, Balanipatina as Fura. Like, how good is that form? And he went reasonably fast there. He led. He went sort of seven lengths above to the to the 600-meter mark. Um, they don't even have to go that fast here. They probably won't go that fast. And I think he's just just an outstanding bet. Uh, as I said, we've already seen him come here and do it. Triple missile, $6.50. Like if these horses... Like, triple missile's there, right. If But if overpass and triple missile met in like a group one on the East Coast, like there's no yeah. way overpass is only twice as likely. Yeah, well, yeah, that I've never really thought about it that way, but yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, I also think barrier one for triple missile isn't good because he's usually a get back, run on sort of horse. He'll be near last on the fence. He will require an ollie special. That's annoying and, that triple missile's there because I really wanted to back him out of the race last time in like a it's like the Ori Star or something. It's in January or whatever it is. Anyway, yeah. I really wanted to back him in a race like that, but he's racing in the winter bottom. Well, he still might. He still might keep pressing on. It'll be interesting to see. Ripcord is six dollars fifty off this junk three-year-old race that I don't have much opinion of. Visually impressive, yes, came from you know the tail near last and just ripped home in these decent sectionals. But I just don't think that's form. Overpass is going to be ripping along in front, and I can just see him putting two lengths. I don't see him winning by a massive margin, but I just think he'll be too good. Um, I think Hot Zed will run really, really well. Consistent sprinter. $11. Red Cam Man will run his usual honest race. And I have had a really small ticket on Resort Man at 50 to 1. Um, Brad Verwilla and Michael Lane. Um, yeah, that sounds fair. So, yeah, I, I think that price was a little bit over. I don't think you can get it anymore. But he was only beaten, I think, two lengths in the quokka. Um, Hot Zeb was thereabouts as well. So those are probably the horses, just the old consistent horses, Hot Zed and Resort Man, who I think can fill a hole. But Overall, for me, overpass is the best bet of the day. Yeah, that that, that I was just the resort man. He was beaten by Amelia Shaw first up, started ten dollars versa, and was backed. Yeah. What, what price you take? Fifties. Oh shit! Fair enough. Yeah, it's probably a decent bet, but yeah, yeah. All right, bot. Do you want to give us your best around the grounds? I think I've just got the one, one or two at Mooney Valley. Uh, but you go first. Yeah, right. Um, so I forgot. I, I call for what I've backed in the two-year-old race. I've backed handcrafted. I was taken back from a wide barrier. The sectionals were pretty good to the line. So just a speculative bet. Yep. Um, Woodward Mooney Valley, Friday yep. filler. I'm, I'm, the thing I'm really, really betting 
one race in Mini Valley, it could, could change. But at this point, I've backed Alice 3 and Million Dollar Mama. I think their prices are ridiculous. I thought they should be... What race is this? Race number two, sorry. So Alice 3 is coming out of a Wodonga Maiden, but the sectionals were massive. And um, and the, so, so Million Dollar Mama was raced against older horses. It was pretty much almost... Was knocked over at the top of the straight. Gets a big jockey change. Gets Damien Lane on. Gets up to twelve hundred meters. I really like it. Um, yeah, you can get six dollars, eight dollars for both of them. Um, six dollars for Alice Three and eight for Million Dollar Muller. Um, yeah, like ju- Jungle's coming out of a. It's an okay maiden, but the things worked out perfectly for it, and the sectionals weren't anything special. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I'm back in those ones, and the Warnable meeting, the Jericho meeting on Sunday is really, really good. Um, oh, I was, <laughs> was going to be a smart ass, but I'll, I won't. Um, Musgrave went up $10. It's, I don't know what price it is now, but it should be Race just about favorite. But it's in it's on it's in on Friday night. Um, they call me Bruce, I thought would go up Race favorite. Six. Race six, yeah. They call You're me Bruce. Hopeless, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They call me Bruce in race number six. Went up. Well, I thought it was going to go up favorite. Went up like seven fifty. Um, Rubicon Crossing is interesting. I could back it. Um, I want like three fifty though. Maybe not. I could. But like I'm get the three twenty on the day before the race. I'll probably just bet to be honest. And um, I haven't done the Jericho properly yet, but I will. Uh, and race number nine, Power Missile. I thought it was going to go up like near favorite, and it went up thirteen dollars. So. Um, I've backed it too. And Tarelgan, sorry, race number five, is it? No, six. Race number six, Highland Hill. They put up, I don't know what, got no idea, but if it. Not Highland Harley. <laughs> no, not Highland Harley, but a relation to Highland Harley, the great horse. Um, but Highland Hill, if they it's put Sunday, up. Sunday, race six. Race number okay. six at Tarelgan. Tarelgan yeah. Cup Day. I didn't like the cup, but. The race before it, I think Highland Highland Hill. I've got no idea what price I go up here, but anything short of anything bigger than sort of three dollars is good betting. Yep. All right. Cool. Um, I've got a good bet. I think at Mooney Valley on Friday night. It is race six, number four, Kalash. This horse is really warming up to another win. He is getting a little bit deeper than prep, but these old tough geldings, they usually handle it. Last start, he ran second to Cadmus, who bought his interest in in a benchmark 84. So that's two grades better than this. This is a 70. He ran second in last start, going up in trip is Cadmus, obviously. So that form reads outstanding. He drops back to benchmark 64 level and carries 60 and a half kilos in a compressed weight scale. So I think he's really well in at the weights. Um, he already is a massive winner over 2,040 meters in benchmark 64 grade earlier this year when carrying 60 kilos with Blake Shin on board. He won by three lengths that day. And drawn barrier four, I think Reese McLeod can just sit a little bit closer. He was actually a little bit unlucky over the same track and trip two back. And as I said, he's coming back in grade. He just looked a really good bet. I thought he'd be shorter than $3.40, currently available on top sport. So I'm very interested there. And coming out of the same form race in race three, you've got a horse called The Genius for Danny O'Brien and Damien Lane. It steps up in trip. Um, and I just think it looks set to peak here. Yes, it's got to carry the 61 kilos, but draws in. Hopefully, Frosty can have it much further forward over the, the staying journey. 
um, and goes, yeah, Billy Egan to, to Damian Lane. So good JC there. Um, and as I said, he ran third behind uh, Cadmus and Kalash last start. So set to peak fourth up. I think he's a good way at $3. So those are probably the two I was interested in at the Valley. Right. Same races. It's dangerous. Yeah, well, I just, I just think that's a really hot form race. Um, yeah. Cadmus looks a good, like a decent bet at $5. And he was traveling all over them though. But yeah, yeah, agree, agree. All right. Do you have a, a back lay prey? Um, well, my best bet first? is two horses. So, um, The Zipping Classic. Yeah. Can I just say the Zipping Classic is my back? Yeah. Um, so that's Murumasa and Banker's Choice. Yeah, the two of them. And I'll say my lay is um, one of the um, Arkansas Kid or Valana, I think. Um, one of those two. And my prey can be race number one. Uh, yeah, race number one. Handcrafted. Yeah, handcrafted. Well, maybe right. maybe Aradonte. Well, they're betting, they're betting twelve dollars prowling. That's probably big enough to be a pro. Yeah, double figures is uh, ticks the box. Best bet for me: race nine, Ascot number one, overpassing the winter bottom. It is just the weakest Group One I've maybe ever seen. When you have got horses like Ripcord at six fifty and Triple Missile at six fifty, you've got him at three dollars twenty currently on Bet three six five, and Ladbrokes. I think he's a two dollar twenty chance. So betting up there. Also very keen race seven number one investment strategy. I think he should be. I think he should have a three next to his name, not a five. Um, my lay is also in race seven at Ascot. It is Augment, the two dollar eighty favorite. I think big big query at fourteen hundred meters. And my prey is probably race nine Caulfield number two Zenzella, just the sixty ones. Probably got none, but I just I just thought it was a bit of an overlay. Fair enough. All right, shall we rip into a few questions before we wrap up the podcast? Yeah, sure. Let's go to the Instagram question first. Sam Tabor says, any Friday fill-ups? We've already given them. Yeah. Tyson Hunter says, if you think weight doesn't matter, are you an idiot or just a shit analyst? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It definitely matters. It's a statement, not a question. <laughs> Science is a real thing. But you've, you've become a lot more weight-oriented. Is that a fair statement or not? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Wait for age ratings. Um, Tyce Hunter, yeah, I think he's got a, a few. Does anyone have the contact de- details for the Kil- Kilmore track manager? <laughs> you do you, Ben? You might. Oh, I don't know. I might be able to find it. but oh. I reckon Marty can help you out there. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not here to bash, but it has been very poor. Kilmore Cup Day has been called off the last two years. And Tyson Hunter... Um, and Adrian Graber obviously own Keats with the mailbag team, and he's been favourite the last two years. I agree with that, and he hasn't been able to run, so very mm. frustrating. Do you feel like they should have someone from? They should just be walking these tracks days in advance, shouldn't they? They should well, just they, have... they don't. They don't. They don't um, have track walkers anymore. Yeah, they refuse to have track walkers, so it's their own fault, and they won't do anything about it. Just pay someone to do the job and we won't have this rear. I can't imagine it'd be that expensive either, but whatever. Yep. Tice, uh, do you think accountability in form analysis is important when tipping? <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, good, uh, good question. Ben, what do you reckon? Uh, I think it is. Like, I've, for my subs, that I've obviously just started the sixth day of this year and I'm charging for tips for the first time. I'm, it's not expensive, but I feel like I am pretty accountable and don't worry, it's all my subs. I'm I'm riding every, every bump with you. Um, I definitely feel it when we have a shit day. So, yeah, I think it is important. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Yes. All right. Let's get over to the Twitter questions before I forget. Luca Pacino, Pacino Kenyon. That is a grouse name. <laughs> thoughts on Vian Declare's uh, thoughts on Vian Declare run after the cup. Well, he obviously won the Zipping Classic after yeah, the cup he did last, last year. year. So, so I don't. I don't think it'll make any difference. He got. He got. A, he got a good run in the cup. It was even. So yeah, he's a yeah. stayer. Like the people always blow up about strongly run staying races but like he's a declaration of war he's a proper stayer so like he's had a he's had like a a layoff and he's fine like he did it last year so and the last year's cup was more strongly run than this year and it was on testing ground so yeah 100 yeah um you just feel like more master is a better horse than um what was the gray that was chasing him last year he's a decent horse Luncies. Luncies. Yeah, yeah. You just feel like Muramasa might have that uh, bigger. I thought you were going to say Muramasa is a better horse than Van der Klein. No, no. no. <laughs> I'm a cup winner. Um, but yeah, I think 2,400 meters is just about his perfect distance, and he's just going to get the absolute dream run in behind that decent tempo. So he's definitely a chance. Yeah. Sam Hicks, uh, Benny, do you lay back your futures bets? Um, Sometimes. I'd, I don't really lay them unless you can sort of lay them at sort of like even money to $2.50. Um, usually if I've just got a big futures bet um, pending, I'll just back other horses in the race once it gets to crunch time or, or the final leg if it's a multi or if I do get snatched really good overs. But one thing that I have done over the last few years is my old famous, well, I call it self-proclaimed, but the old saver exactor. I feel like it has done me really, really well um, because I, I found I was betting on a lot of horses that were running second. So basically, I, I box in a few, a few dangers to beat mine. I stake accordingly. Uh, you can use the Bet365 app to work out how much an exotic might pay. You can go into exotics and, and click fixed odds exactors, and it usually pays. I don't actually use the fixed odds because I'll, I'll use the, the tote pools, but you get a really good idea about how much you should be staking on a, on a certain exotic. So that's the way I usually play it. Adrian Graeber. As form analysts, how do you deal with getting it wrong? Do you just self-reflect and learn? Um, I wouldn't absolutely. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Stop the podcast right there. <laughs> no, I don't know. You just, I don't know, look at, I don't know. Uh, I think it's more important to actually self-reflect and yeah work out where you went wrong when, when you're losing or if you're on a, a dry spell and it, it sucks. Like it, it's hard to do. Sometimes when you have a strip out, you just want to throw in the towel, put the blanket over your face and go to sleep. But it is important to eventually review it, see why you went wrong and apply that to the next meeting. Ryan Deeth, bot, how does it feel to have your mum in the top 2% of racing previous fans? Ah. <laughs> oh. I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Shout out, mum. Yeah. Well done. 
we appreciate your support. Um, Deethi says, why is it named the Zipping Classic? Obviously, doesn't know the great horse what? Zipping. Oh. He won the Sandown Classic four times. He was a Lloyd Williams horse who raced in the, the Navy and White armbands. And he was a ripper. He made this race his own. When was it? The early 2000s? Oh, 2007, Maybe. 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Deethi again, we miss Nico. What are you guys doing to get him back from the paddock? Well, he will be back next week because... Hutchie is what we're doing. <laughs> He'll be back next week. Don't worry about that. Just having a quick hiatus. We all need them. And the last one, Bot, how do you remain humble when you keep backing winners? <laughs> well, after the, my last statement, I don't know about that, but no, no, I'm joking. Um, I don't know. What has, do I has say the variance crept up with you yet? You keep... You keep saying, oh, variance is going to get you. I think you're just making up excuses for backing losers in the last day. Oh, I backed a winner today, so. <laughs> no, I've been a bit lucky recently. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Swings I'll, around, I'll get yeah, completely belted sometime soon, but it'll come. It always yeah. does. I'm trying not to wager too much this week because uh, I am going to Hong Kong next week. Me and Isaac Bishop, can't wait for that. Going to go see Romantic Warrior, Golden 60, Lucky Swainess on the big day Sunday. Next Sunday at Shartin, we'll be doing the podcast live on Thursday night with Clint Hutchinson. So, Wait, are you in Are you in Hong Kong next Thursday? Did you correct. Say? Yes. Oh, shit. No. So it'll probably be around dinner time when we record over in Hong Kong, which will probably be more like 8, 9 here. So we'll just is is Hutchie going to be in, the Hong, in Hong Kong? Or? Yeah, he will. So oh, right. so you're meeting him or something? Or? No, 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 no. He'll probably just oh. do it from his hotel and I'll just do it from mine as well. But he's doing the Triple Trio podcast live from Sha Tin, he was saying. And then he's got to do, he's got a few commitments. So we're lucky to get him. We'll probably just do the four group ones with him and hopefully only take up sort of 20, 25 minutes of his time. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just play it by ear, but you boys might have to be a little bit flexible. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up there. It's been a good podcast. Um, as we said off the top, the Spotify wrap numbers have um, been a bit overwhelming, to be honest. It's, it's awesome to see how many of you guys are listening. So we love you all. Uh, we encourage you to share the podcast with your friends. Hopefully we can back some winners this Saturday and we'll be back for a massive episode previewing Hong Kong International Races Day live from Hong Kong next Thursday night. Cheers.
just 